All I can say is I, I'm not a racist. I don't. Uh, I can't uh, tell you how sick I am. I apologize again to the, to D. Smith, um, but I feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. And uh, I apologize for the insensitive remarks. I had uh, no, uh, you know, I, I, I had no racial uh, intentions with those remarks at all. But uh, yes, they can. I'm, I'm. Uh, I'm not like that at all, but I apologize. I don't want to keep addressing it. I would like to know what way he meant them if it wasn't racial. You that, know, it's, it's the kind of thing like, that's hard to misunderstand. He wasn't like, oh, no, like, like I own it. It was, you know, I fucked up. I'm very sorry. That, know, that's not what I mean by you people. I no, meant like was, you no, people over racial. there. You are you people. I'm not wrong. You're wrong. Right. Clearly, right. your lack of understanding of me saying that the black head of the NFLPA has monkey lips. Michelin tires. Michelin tires. Michelin tire lips. Sorry. Michelin tire lips. Tom Morris Wow. Tom Morris Smith as lead. Oh, my God. Two for one. I'm he also tarnished man. an American icon. That's fantastic. Michelin man. Yes. And then proceeded to go on a homophobic rant at one point and has the only openly gay player in NFL history on his team. Who's having a really good year. Uh, he uh, he might have been holding him back. He might be have he might have a better year after this. He's certainly gonna be angry. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Very, very no digging your way out of this one. Yeah. Okay, welcome into week what six? I don't remember. Six week, week six. six. I'm one day one week I'm gonna get it right. Uh the first week it's the easiest. I still get it wrong because I don't know if we count it as, as one or zero or what. Right, because we do play what? those preseason games. It gets we, confusing. Uh, yes. You know who's got as many preseason championships as regular championships? Aaron. Uh, so week six, we have here uh, with us Matt Villani, uh, a year Hello. ahead of it's his podcast. Can't wave. I, I love how he just waved. <laughs> that was the best part. He waved. It's a podcast. That's fine. I was making sure that uh, that Carnegie and Schneider knew I'm here. It was an audio uh, wave. Uh, audio wave. Yes. You could hear the air move around. And Greg Cody. Think of me as the Greg Cody of the <laughs> show killer. Uh, yeah, this is going very well. This is going about as well as a Greg Cody segment goes. Mm -hmm. um, all That's right, so we week. had a good week last week. Uh, so a very, very intense final finale to the week. We had three teams that were winless going into week six, week five. Mm -hmm. Two of those teams scored over 150 points to beat opponents who scored 130 points to get their first win, and the last player uh, lost on the very last play of the week. Pretty overtime play. The overtime game-sealing touchdown. Play of the literally the last play. Mm -hmm. It is the, la the entire week, the last play, the last snap of a football the entire week. I lost to. You know, I don't know anything about losing on one of the last plays of the season. It's pretty unique that that happened to Mr. Jacob Schur. Yeah. Uh, I would I will say like this was a really high scoring week if you look back at it. I mean we had we had one team score poorly, another team score like not great. And there are only two teams under hundred. Yeah, Schneider played very well. Schneider had a great week. I came very very close to setting the all time record. 
Schneider's a great one. Week. One touchdown away from that. Schneider's good for one of these a year. Usually and it's going to be week, enough. Usually this it's year. in week one. It is usually in week one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, it came what very timely. Record? Came very timely. It's like 183 or something. I think you have it, Baloney. No, it was Aaron has it. Aaron has it. Yeah. I had like a hundred championship. I don't think I've done one eighty. It was the Kamara Harris team. I, think. I do have. Yeah. I, I do have the championship. Um, that's uh, so three versus four was our game of the week last week, and it did not live up to the hype. Everybody scored well except for those two teams. So I guess in a vacuum it held up, but uh, they were still off by twenty points. You know, it wasn't like a close game. It, it was not really. Um, but we'll get more into it later. Uh, first, we'll, we're going to start here with know your guest stars. 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 You're going to pretend that we didn't just play that because I forgot. We wanted to do a segment first, which is contenders oh, versus the segment at the end. <laughs> we want to do it at the end. We'll just do it at the end. We're on Know Your Guest Stars. We played right. the intro. There's no going Forget back. That it ruined our, our surprise segment at the end. and We uh, have are 0 for 2 on introducing surprise segments. Can't yeah. change up the format of the show. We can't handle the it. other one. Um, sure wanted to do whatever he wanted host. to do. Um, know Your Hosts. Know Your Host nice. Stars. Yes, they're your host stars. Yeah, and that didn't go so well. All right, Schneider, you wanna you wanna hit us up hit us up with some questions for Volani here? Uh I do want to hit us up with some questions for Volani. Uh so your team, you have two of the Dallas Cowboys receivers on your team. You, you have you um Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. This year has been very, very heavy on the run for the Cowboys. How do you feel about those two receivers, uh, given how the Cowboys have been running the offense this year? I, I feel fine about them, uh, to be honest. Both of them are still getting a, a ton of targets, especially in the red zone. Amari Cooper um, has gotten touchdowns in two of the last, both of the last two weeks. Uh, C.D. Lamb is an, an after-catch threat. Had a touchdown last week as well. They're going after them in their red zone still. Still a two-to-one. Uh, pass to run touchdown ratio for the Cowboys. Um, and that's really all that matters. They're, it's it's a little closer of a split. It's like 60-40 when it comes to yards. Uh, maybe like 65-35 when it comes to yards. But I, I don't really care about that as much. Touchdowns, they're still going to receivers in the red zone. And um, I'm good with it. Now, that being said, um, I, I would, would shop one of the two of them. Uh, I'm not married to either of them, but I, I, I'm I'm good riding out with the two of them for now. Cowboys have a very light schedule as well when it comes to past defenses. Yeah, the NF- NFC East is not so good. Yeah, it's it's a yeah they have they have one. I think I had like one game that I flagged as risky. It's pretty pretty simple. Pretty well, easy office, schedule. That offense has been putting up a lot of numbers. There's there's a lot of touchdowns yeah. to go around with the Cowboys this year, at least from what we've seen so far. Yeah, it's interesting because Kellen Moore is going to definitely get a head coaching job next year, and we will see what happens with that Cowboys offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got, look, Dax at like what? Dax thrown 77, 78% completion. His arm's going to fall off. It will. It will. But at least he's not throwing the ball 65 times like he did week one. But. (laughs) So, uh, your RB1 on your team, Saquon Barkley, 
plagued with injury once again. Uh, what's your plan for backfill and lost time? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, and, and so I would say this is my plug again for, for my, my the trading block. I'd like to get rid of a wide receiver and, and I need a running back. Um, that, that's honestly my plan is to get a running back. I, I don't really have anything else. Um, you know, you can grab people off waivers. I don't really think there's anybody worthwhile available on waivers at the moment. Um, or that will, so I really, to me, it's, I got to acquire. So between Amari Cooper, CD lamb, and even Mike Williams, I get three very, very decent wide receivers. Um, and I'll probably, I'll end up dealing one of them. So anyone who wants one of the three, let me know. Is there a running back that you have your eye on? Honestly, uh, I, I'll take whoever, um, whoever's a workhorse. And then, and, and again, I, I just, I'm, I'm whoever's uh, fair for one of those three guys. Again, they're all, Mike Williams having a crazy year, a little bit of a steeper ask. CD and Amari Cooper, honestly, I would be looking for, you know, a, a top, top 12 back for sure. Well, we've certainly seen a lot more action on trades this season than we have in the past. I think the trade block's doing a lot to help with that. So um, we'll see if you can make something happen. The trade block channel has been a massive success so far. We should probably discuss those trades after this segment. We got a lot of special segments this week. Yeah. Um, all right. Final question that we have for Know Your Guest Stars. Um, so after this week, you are ranked number three, right? Obviously, a lot of weeks left to go but that gets you a playoff spot if that continues. Uh, Aaron has done some really, really in-depth analysis that I think is very scientific that shows that you are the luckiest team in the league. It's true. Um, true. Do you think that your luck will continue and take you all the way to the playoffs, or do you think that your time has run out? So my, my thing about the luck is that when it comes to final scores, I've been very lucky. Um, when, again, with regards to the point four points against, however, I've had some very unfortunate luck when it comes to my actual players on the field, getting injured very early in games for the entirety of the game. Um, so because of that, I feel like, like at, at an exceptional clip almost. And so I feel like because of that, that's going to need to like level out with these ridiculous, like very close wins in ugly 115 point games. Um, and so I feel like those two things are going to have to like offset and I'll end up with, again, just like an average amount of luck. So again, I think the numbers, again, they, when it comes to win loss record agreed, very lucky because of that. Um, however, I've been shafted by some players on the field. So unlucky in other regards. So, I, I mean, I think you, your team definitely has it in them to not lose out if the luck uh, runs out a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to need to make some serious changes to, or, or at least negotiate that trade you're talking about in order to keep yourself where you are. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how you can oh, work that trade block and, well, and kind of get ahead of, of what the luck is, what the luck does to you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Our host is on mute, trying to host the podcast. That will wrap up. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. I have, in fairness, I haven't had to say anything in the last ten minutes. So, 
Um, that'll wrap up Know Your Guest Stars. Uh, thanks, Falani, for the insight. Uh, before we move on, we had, what, three trades, I think, in the last week? We discussed the first sure and Dylan trade, or did we not discuss that trade? Dylan, do you remember? Yeah, we went over it. Okay, so we start with the host trade. Host uh, shaking things up. Of myself trading away Elijah Mitchell and Michael Carter uh, and receiving Jamal Williams and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, let's get Falani's perspective on this trade since we both have, obviously, our reasons for doing it, which we can go over. But let's get a third party. And and Dylan, maybe. We I mean, should Dylan in here. I would like to hear the rationale first, and then I want to – because I want to hear the rationale first. I like to hear that out. And then we'll see, I'll see if it uh, – if it makes sense okay. to me. So try to rationalize your trade first. We'll see who wins. Well, I approached him because I have DeAndre Swift, and I wanted to make sure I got DeAndre Swift's handcuff, and I'm lower on Elijah Mitchell than I think most people are. I mean, he played, what, like, kind of different apps and scored seven points this last week. I don't know. Well, I'm going to tonight, so I don't uh, so I don't know. That he's, I mean, that's my opinion on him. And Michael Carter, I was probably going to drop anyway, so I just threw him in. And then no, I figured I needed to get some value back, and I think Brendan Ayuk has a chance to be something. So basically I got a handcuff and a lottery ticket for a potential RB2 that I don't really need on my team because I'm very RB heavy. No, that's fair. All right, Schneider. Uh, so at the time of this trade, I was a little bit wide receiver heavy, specifically sitting on two lottery ticket wide receivers. Brandon and Ayuk hasn't really panned out yet, and I mean he might come out of the doghouse with Shanahan, but I I, I can't wait that long for that. Particularly because I also picked up Josh Gordon, who I'm going to be sitting on for a little bit before I think he does big things, and I don't need two wide receivers that are going to sit on my bench for four weeks while I wait for them to explode. Um, Jamal Williams is not the most exciting running back it makes sense for Carnegie because he's the handcuff but it, it, there's no reason for him to stay on my team I'm hyped that Elijah Mitchell is going to be good when he comes back and he's he's well, I mean, he's back but when he's fully healthy he's and, back and, and he was not good he might be better now that Lance is gone and Garoppolo is coming back to play um, because Lance was holding on to the ball a little bit more than I think Jimmy's going to do um, Michael Carter I mean Carnegie already said it it's the Jets I think he's a talented <clears throat> guy but it's the Jets and and He'll have his he'll have his day in the sun on my team when I'm desperate on a bye week. Yeah, no, I think it was a fair trade. I think I think those are, those are both fair takes, and I mean it's a fair trade overall. I don't really think there's any like obvious winner here. They're all kind of mediocre, like you know RB like threes, fours, wide receiver three, four. Uh, yeah, stash them and see. You know, I think it's like a stash them and see play for both. So, so. I guess my only take on this is there's only one player on all, all out of the four that is the true number one on the depth chart. So I guess that kind of sways it a little bit for Michael Carter. It's the um, Jets. Michael Carter is <laughs> yeah, not number a... one on the depth chart for the record. He's not number one. He splits. He, he splits carries with Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson. Yeah, but in the last two weeks he's gotten the goal line carries, so I think that. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Not, they all, they also get on the goal. And trust me, my wife's a Jets fan. I unfortunately watched those games, and they're miserable. They're okay. Very bad. Well, There's... then I will. I will. Shut I thought up. you were going to say Elijah Mitchell, who. Is, well, I don't is, think that... Elijah Mitchell is the one with the most upside in the entire trade, unless yeah. DeAndre Swift gets hurt. 
but yeah. that's why I'd, I didn't need Elijah Mitchell. I have three starting running backs who oh, I would start Lord. before I would start him. Mm-hmm. So I don't need a fourth starting running back, so I figured I might as well. If I'm going to have an RB on my bench, I may as well protect my. I mean, like I have Madison on my bench, and that has that has significantly boosted my points the last two weeks because he's when he's filled in for Cook, he's been great. So own your yeah. handcuffs. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think I like the the Michael Michael Carter Eli Mitchell side of the trade yeah. more. I think it makes more sense for Schneider than it did for me in a vacuum. When you look at my team, it, it explains why I did it. So, yeah, you you traded for players to sit on your bench. He traded for potential question marks to start. And so that's yeah. dangerous in some capacity uh, for Schneider because you could pick wrong, like very wrong, especially on those positions in the running back side. So that's the danger. All right. The other trade we saw – we see three now just one more trade was Jefferson and a fifth if I remember correctly for Alvin Kamara and a conditional ninth or conditional yeah conditional ninth that if he doesn't keep Jefferson becomes a seventh I, whatever I'm assuming it's gonna be a ninth. it doesn't matter yeah. ridiculous ridiculous it's unimportant so do we want to discuss this trade <laughs> I don't have a lot of nice things to say. Uh, I think here's the the strangest part about this trade. It happened at a time where Kamara's going on the bye week. Like, that's just like... Yeah, I don't think Shahar was thinking anything other than the fact that he can own Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara for the price of Justin Jefferson when he has two other receivers who are just as good. So yeah, it makes it makes his team extremely, um, extremely good. His team that. looks like what your team looked like last year after the after yeah, the trade, and uh, that's all I'll say because we all know who, how our feelings on that trade were. So, I mean, look, Stephon Diggs was kept, and looks like he could be the wide receiver one. So it works out nicely for Shane Felton. That capacity. Does he? Because Stephon Diggs has not been so good this year. He could he could absolutely finish number one. He will not finish number one. I will okay. bet a lot of money he will not finish as wide receiver one. Did, 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 are you angry Mike today? Williams had more points this okay? week than, than Stefan Diggs had the entire season. Are you okay? Me? Yeah, you angry? Like, like yeah, it's a crazy. fucked up trade, and he knows what he did, and we've grilled him for it, and he feels bad, or he doesn't feel bad about it. He's just been salty defending it, but we won't get into more details about it. All right, this uh, is about that trade. So that was it. Um, keep trading. It's fun. Yeah, keep No trading. one ever gets mad when you trade. Please, yeah, keep trading. Most most trades have negative reactions for me, but I'm just a negative person, and that's what people want to hear, is me being negative. Time for no more negativity want. in DJ Fly of the Week. And all that I want to say is you really suck. You know, the more times I watch that, the more I see the face. It's her. It's not, I'm not lying. No, I it's know it's her. I know. I know it's her. But she was like 11 in that movie, and now yeah. she's like 28 or whatever in that. She's a very famous actress. She's been in a lot. Yeah, I just I see I see Olive in her. Yeah, you see Olive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw it that time more than before. <laughs> uh, you know who's not seeing Olive is Chad because he is the DJ Five of the week. And is is seeing Olive? Is that like an expression that I don't know? It is now. 
Like if you're also, if you're like on top of the world, like you're oh, I'm seeing Olive. I would like to call this out. I've I'm looking at the score on my phone as we do this, and there is a share on Snapchat feature now for Yahoo Fantasy. That seems highly unnecessary. No, you can shit talk via Snapchat directly with stats. <laughs> That's great. That seems like you could screenshot just as easily. Uh, more easily. There is a share results and a share on Snapchat. So it's two separate buttons to share. Uh, but Chad scoring a whopping 76 points, which was 20 less than the second score, second lowest scoring, who he happened to be playing uh, with 96. Chad had a very bad week. Uh, it didn't start so well with, with Russell going down and then Tyler Lockett suffering from Geno Smith syndrome, who is just mm-hmm. not very good. Uh, and then, you know, the top like third of his roster wasn't awful. I mean, you want more from Tyreek Hill. That, that's I'm, that's the floor from Tyreek Hill. Right. And Kareem Hunt had a great game. It was a Kareem Hunt week. I think we said it was going to be a Kareem Hunt week instead of a Chubb week, or maybe we said the opposite. I don't know who the fuck. Oh, you would always say it's going to be a Chubb week. Because uh, it should always be a Chubb week because he's better. He's uh, better. Matt Stafford struggled on Thursday. We said Thursday games are weird. This one was very weird for sure. There was a double punt. Um, but yeah, and then just after that, it's Latavius Murray, four points. Cameron Bray, one point. Marvin Jones, three points. Justin Tucker, 2.3 points. And Atlanta. Actually, not t- well. They were playing the Jets, so you would hope you get more than five points. Five on points defense. on a defense against the Jets is pretty bad. So just really not good. I have concerns about Chad's team long term. I think he's going to have to make a move here. I know, I know, he lost Montgomery, and he is currently without Gronkowski. But Montgomery's going to be out for a while, and Latavius Murray cannot be his running back too. He's got a couple of talented wide receivers. He's really got to do something to get and. Of running back, and the fact that he didn't spend like a hundred and twenty dollars in free agency on on Damian Williams is just it's either proof that he doesn't pay attention or doesn't know how FAAB works, or maybe he doesn't just thought he could get him for cheap. But kudos to Will for snagging him. Will has been spending a lot of money this season. He needed to. He did need to. But we're not who we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Chad and how terrible his team performed this week. Yes. And will continue to perform for the rest of the season unless you make a change. You can't lean on Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill forever. Yeah. Too many boomer bust players on this team. For sure. Agreed. All right. And Chad, you suck. Let's move on now to our sure trend of the week. Before we get to it, I want to honorable mention Will because he also was in last place and also beat somebody who scored 130 plus points by scoring on 50. But the sure trend of the week this week goes to the man with the silly grin on his face right now and Jacob Schneider. It's because uh, I am simply the best. Because he is simply the best for last week, scoring, That's a, right. wall- scoring a walloping 177. Uh, and it started with Kirk Cousins having a shitty day and just got great from there. It was Mike Evans with 26, 
Emmanuel Sanders with two touchdowns, 18 points. Zeke, 24. Jonathan Taylor scored 20 points on the first touch of the game, ended up with 30 points. Mark Andrews had an absolute career day, one of the best days of a, of a fantasy tight end I can remember with 36 points. And then just solid days from Damian Harris. And then, you know, good, good, a really good game from Tennessee also at 13. Not went, not, not much went wrong outside of Kirk Cousins. If you had a real fantasy quarterback, you probably would have beaten the record. I probably would have beaten the record if I did. Yeah. Everyone really just hit their ceiling today, except for Kirk Cousins, which is um, concerning to see because that doesn't happen every week. Uh, but this win came for me at absolutely the perfect time. Absolutely the perfect time. Because I'm able to get myself one win away from last place. Uh, I covered the spread with Will by 20 points, which is unreal because he scored 150-something. Uh, and this is this is probably the, the comfort that I needed to get back into not being in last place contention ultra clearly. So I'm I'm feeling good about a good win at the right time. Yeah, and and you did it beating the the defense whisperer. The defense whisperer, seventeen he points against Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, and Mahomes had the worst night of worst day of his career. What? Yeah. Whatever Hunter is doing to these defenses, I'm I'm not gonna bet against them anymore. That's for sure. Hunter could pick up the Jets tomorrow, and I would just assume they'll get two pick sixes. Yeah, I, I, I he's made he spent zero dollars this season too somehow has managed to be where he's at, but I'm, I'm happy that I took him down and I'm knocking him down at least one peg closer to where he's supposed to be. You're a, so your team with two, I would say two slow starting running backs who have followed similar trajectories. I think each week they've just gotten better. Uh, it looks like the Colts have finally, especially Hines was a little dinged up. So it looks like they're really, really going to lean on JT for a little bit more. He got the and ball I, on every critical play. As he they, should, because he's yeah. Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines sucks. Yeah, but they, they made a, a big point about putting him in when, you know, they needed to gain those two yards or they were coming up on the goal line. And, I mean, obviously yeah. that first he's look. Unlocked, game, but... He's being used the way he should have been used last year. And then Zeke, obviously, is Zeke. Um, you know, he doesn't look the same, I would say, but he's going against bad defenses. We mentioned it before, Dallas's weak schedule. Um, and it looks like, he may have said something or something, but Tony Pollard is no longer really fantasy relevant after those first two weeks. So, no, they they figured out their two running back system, and it seems to really favor Zeke. Which, as again, as it should, because it, he's, yeah, he's the better back, and and it's really just when he needs to catch a breath is when Pollard steps in, and and it's not as often as it was those first yeah. couple of weeks. All right, that wraps up Shirt Trend of the Week. Congratulations, Schneider. And we will move on to the bowl game of the week. Before we do the bowl game, there are some incredible, like, storylines happening uh for week five or week six there's incredible storylines happening for week six do you guys see that ninth is playing 10th and then 11th is playing 12th all of which could even out the basement 
depending on how it frames out. I mean, I think that's worth noting before you move into the bowl game. That's true. Oh, that is true. You would say if Sher loses this one, that might be it for sure early in the season. If he goes down two wins, being at where he's at with points, I wouldn't be afraid could, to call it. I would. I wouldn't call it because anything could happen any week. But it's going to be tough. Although it seems like Sher has been willing to accept his fate already. Um, well, I'm going to start getting creative with what my combine event is going to be. <laughs> we all do and, get the uh, big one. Don't forget. You're not out of the woods. You only have one win. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the win that matters. Speaking of being out of the woods and only having one win, we have the Hostito, the second annual Hostitos Fiesta Bowl between a two and three Hertz locker and a one and four period eaters. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a tight end currently slated in, so we'll just like assume it's Zach Ertz, I guess, since I just dropped him. But it's like somebody of that caliber is who's going to be there. I'd love likely. to see you drop Zach Ertz just to spend money to pick him back up. I'm not spending money to pick. I have. I am not starting three Eagles. The only reason I started him last week was because I started Dak instead of Hertz. I will not start three Eagles, especially not against Tampa Bay and not on a Thursday. Well, um, we'll see. You're gonna you're gonna be able to pick up off the waiver wire then. Yeah, I'm not so worried. Talent's a little thin. It doesn't matter who I pick up. They're going to score 1.2 points. That's the, that's what I've gotten out of my tight end the last three weeks. So move, looking at QB, for Hurts Locker, we have obviously Jalen Hurts. And for the period eaters, we have Kirk Cousins. I guess Volani will have to kick us off each one here. All right. <laughs> Don't seem so good. thrilled about it. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, honestly, this is very strange, but I'm going to go Kirk Cousins. Um, I think that he's been playing oddly well this year. Um, or oddly okay this year, I'd say. Um, I, Justin Jefferson is very elite. I think Dalvin Cook is supposed to be back on the field this week, which will give a little bit more relief to the, to him um, when it comes to being able to leverage him and Madison. Um so honestly, I think Kirk Cousins has a big week. I'll tell you what, though, that Carolina secondary is very good. Especially it is very good, especially if Stephon Gilmore plays. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I would the front, say, the front is crazy too. I would agree. Jalen Hurts on a Thursday against a very good Bucks defense is certainly concerning. I think I will pick Jalen Hurts here just because of his legs. Like, if all things are considered, Jalen Hurts has a better chance of running for 50 yards and a touchdown. Kirk Cousins has a better chance of falling on his face and fumbling. So I will, if, if we're looking at, you know, two, two average QBs against good pass defenses, I'll, I'll give the tiebreaker to the one who can run also. I think that Hurst is going to have a harder time with Tampa Bay than Cousins is going to have with Carolina. And regardless of that run advantage, uh, I think he's just going to have an easier day and I'm giving it to Kirk Cousins. All right, next we have Devonta Smith and Hollywood Brown versus Mike Evans and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Devonta Smith and Mike Evans facing off against each other on Thursday. Uh, Hollywood Brown, Emmanuel Sanders gets the Monday night with Buffalo against Tennessee, a bad Tennessee secondary, and Hollywood Brown gets uh, the Chargers, who just allowed 40 points to a non-throwing team in the Browns. So interesting how that where that defense will sit. So, Valani, what do you think? 
Um, I got advantage Schneider just because of, I think, Devonta Smith against Tampa Bay is going to be a, a week where he's getting locked down. However, honestly, Hollywood's, I think, going to have a huge week. He had a big week last week, to your point. Terrible secondary with the Chargers. But Emmanuel Sanders is very underprojected on Yahoo. Um, he's going to have a big week against the Titans. I think Mike Evans is going to have a big week against the Eagles, too. I just think those are more favorable matchups. Tampa Bay has really finally slotted in Mike Evans as a receiver that's scoring points. They're they're using him. Yes, finally. Um, he definitely hasn't been a Pro Bowl receiver for the last three years. Uh, he, is, he, he has not been producing from a fantasy <laughs> perspective like he is this season. Um, so I'm happy because he's somehow found his way on my team for the last couple of years. So I'm glad he found what he's doing. Um, Hollywood Brown, I, I think, is just as he does pretty much every week, gonna gonna be huge. He's one of the favorite targets on that team. He didn't get the touchdowns this past week, but that doesn't mean they're not coming this time around. I'm still giving two it touchdowns. What are you talking about? He, this last week he had two touchdowns. Yeah, 125 mm-hmm. yards, and two touchdowns. Oh, I missed that. He was biggest week. He, yeah, he didn't he year. drop one too? He definitely at least dropped that was, one. That was a couple weeks ago. He dropped three touchdowns a couple weeks ago. Wow. Um, I also agree that Emmanuel Sanders is underprojected every week. He's old, but he's still got it. I'm giving this one to me as well. Every week he is old, and he gets older every week. It does. There's <laughs> a factor that uh, he won't be older. So I, I could see Hollywood Brown and Mike Evans canceling each other. I, I will say I have some optimism with the Eagles secondary based off of them shutting DJ Moore down. Uh, and I think DJ Moore right now is better than Mike Evans. However, Tom Brady is obviously much better than Sam Darnold. Um, but I think Darius Slay looks very good this year, and I assume they'll lock him. They'll put him on Evans. I, I, this one will just come down to like a toss-up between which which secondary receiver between Smith and Sanders gets a couple more points. I think I think it's pretty equal. I mean, we've given everything to Schneider at this point, so I guess I'll just give this one to myself. So we're not just giving everything to Schneider because I think I think Devonte Smith is a very fucking good receiver. Mm. I don't know who the best cornerback is in. Uh, Tampa is right now. Like I don't know who it is. So, because Murphy Bunting's hurt. So, yep, I'll give it to myself. I guess. Uh, at running back, we have an elite matchup of Dalvin Cook versus Zeke, and DeAndre Swift versus Jonathan Taylor. Um, this could be this right here could be where the matchups decided between who gets the production they should out of their running back spot. And of note, if Dalvin does not play, I do have Alexander Madison. So we'll just say Vikings running back. You know, we we said it before. Taylor and Elliott are trending up. They have finally found their pace this season. And I think that, I mean, it's going to be a little hard to to go up from where they were this past week. But I think they're going to start being a lot more consistent around that level. Um, Dalvin Cook, obviously, is... Dalvin Cook, and he any given week could be RB1. Uh, and DeAndre Swift also produces really well every week. Uh, uh, this is this is pretty tight. Um, I'm going to give it to myself still because I'm feeling good about the way that, that Zeke and Taylor are headed. 
Right, do we want to just skip this and just, just you're going to give every category to yourself at this point? Well, well, we're almost done. You don't have a tight end, so I'm going to give that yeah. one to myself too. Okay. <laughs> this is going great. You're doing a really good job. What about kickers? I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win. What do you want me to do? I have to drop my kicker. I was going to say, you do need it to be fair. Carnegie Schneider does have a better kicker just than you have. Wait, Matt Prater (laughs) kicks drunk. That's true. They they didn't even let him. They didn't even let him kick for half of them. Yeah. Yesterday. He just drinks on the side. No, no. Rodrigo. Oh, well, he hurt his hip. Yeah. Whatever. He's, yeah. Uh, I guess, Valani, what are your thoughts on the running backs? Better defense. I I got Carnegie's running backs, actually, just because I think that uh, DeAndre Swift against Cincy is a good matchup. Um, I I don't love the Dalvin Cook at Carolina matchup as much, but... um, Really? Carolina's got the worst run defense in the the NFL. I just don't think he's going to score touchdowns as much tomorrow. So next week. So we'll see. I don't think... I just, I don't know. I don't see, I, I see the Vikings scoring on trunk plays. Um, and so I don't, I just don't see him getting touchdowns. So I go off mm-hmm. touchdowns, but um, I think he'll have yards, but we'll see about touchdowns. But I, I got that over Schneider's. Um, I think that Zeke will have a fine week. Um, he'll have a fine week, but uh, not, not quite as high on him. Um, against the Patriots. I also think that the Cowboys will end up getting ahead and ending up with Tony Pollard time. Um, so we will see. TP time, as they say. TP time. <laughs> um, yeah, I I, uh, I almost want to call this one a push because I think like this is like they have this, they both sides have the same amount of talent. There's like an elite running back and like a breakout running back to fringe running back one both coming off very good weeks. I will just give it to myself only because of the, the matchups. Like I, I think since in Carolina's run defenses are significantly worse than new England and Houston's. Um, so I'll just give it to myself with the matchups, but it could go either way. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, tight end, you have Mark Andrews coming off a career day versus I have empty player to be named later, who I think is having a very good year player to be named later. He's having, um, having a great year. Um, yeah, we, I mean, it doesn't matter who I put in. I've gotten 1.2 to 1.3 points out of any single tight end I put in that spot this week, this last four weeks. So. Dawson Knox is now on the block for you. Okay. I mean, the, there's your tight end that solves your problem. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Who do you want for Dawson Knox? Let's do this in front of everybody. Who do you want for Dawson Knox? No, no, no. We're not doing this right no, now. Let's do this in front of everybody. Give me an offer. I'll give you. You can go back. You can look at the team. Give me an offer for Dawson Knox. You, this is for you. I'm planning well, on continue. starting him right I now. I know. I want to hear who you want for Dawson Knox. Let's continue, and then you can come back when we're done. Come back out, and, and we'll, we'll. You can offer me somebody for Dawson Knox okay. or whatever. You know what I mean? We can offer me offer. You can I'd make a trade to, offer. Thank you. I'd love I to see a live that. trade happen. I'm something probably not. Uh, we'll see. There's something um, about being on camera that pushes people. <laughs> um, all right. So I think we're all giving this to, to Mark Andrews. Better than player to be named later. Although you never know with player to be named later. He could be named later. He could be named superstar. <laughs> he could be. Could be named Dawson Knox. Could be named Dawson <laughs> Knox. Could be named Dawson Knox. And then you <laughs> know what? I'm not sure. It's actually, be. it might be tough if it's Dawson Knox. 
Um, all right, at flex currently, Javante Williams uh, for slated in for the Hertz locker. Other options include Julio Jones, Robbie Anderson, Allen Robinson, uh, and Ayuk is on a bye. Uh, I am probably going to start Javante Williams because, in my opinion, last week was the week that the Broncos realized Javante is better than Melvin Gordon at this point. And if you look at Javante averaged about eight yards per touch and Melvin averaged about four. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Javante is going to I, – I'm very high on Javante personally. And, like, I'm probably starting him a little earlier than I should. I mean, I would consider Julio, but – is Buffalo. he gonna? He's gonna play this week for sure. He's probably gonna play, but even if he does, he's gonna get, you know, the Bills secondary, who's very good, and Ryan Tannehill sucks. So I probably just go with Javante. It would but interested to hear who else we come start. back from him. No, I mean that's who I would. That's who I'm looking at just because it's Julio. Um, how's Allen Robinson been doing since the start Not of the season? You really, really even do that good at the start. He's been of the season. probably the worst pick in the entire draft at this point. Uh, what round did you get him in? Uh, late second. Second round. Oh man, that's not I did good. not want to take him, but that's not good. I, you know, I think you're you're probably right with Williams being where he is. Uh, if if uh, maybe Julio next week would take that spot, but um, I, I agree with with Williams being where he is on the flex for you. Lonnie, any thoughts? I'm going Javante Williams. I don't think Damian Harris. Damian Harris hasn't been playing that great this year. Um, I like he's been playing fine. I think Javante Williams is very much on the upswing. So, I got speaking, of Damian Jones, Harris, I speaking of Damian Harris, Balani has jumped ahead, but we know where he's going with that. Damian Harris currently slated in for flex. Uh, other options include Christian Kirk, Hunter Renfro, Josh Gordon, and two running backs on a bye. So that's it. I'd say Damian Harris is the RB1 is probably the safe choice, although he hasn't had a great week yet. Um, and Dallas's run defense has been surprisingly good. Um, I might consider Christian Kirk here because Cleveland just allowed Mike Williams to have a billion yards and five touchdowns against them. So Christian I mean, Kirk, regardless of how productive the Cardinals offense is, is going to catch five passes. Some of those passes might be touchdowns. Some of those passes might not be touchdowns. But he's kind of proven every week that no matter how good the team does, he's getting the ball five times. Um, so he's he's low floor, high ceiling. He has had five passes twice this season. I thought it was at least three times. Twice. Um, anyway. But yes, Christian Kirk, probably the guy I would go here for the upside. But Damian five, three, seven, one, five. That's pretty close. That's a, that's a good average. An average is around at around four. We'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, um, Damian yeah. Harris seems to get put in the doghouse every game. He'll he'll be doing great, and he'll make one mistake, and Belichick will punish him. Uh, and you never know if that's going to come in the beginning or the end of the game. So he's not the most exciting, but definitely gets the opportunity at the start of every game. I, yeah, I mean, it's probably between Christian Kirk and Damian, but honestly, between either, I'm still probably taking Javante. Uh, I agree. I agree. Damian Harris's floor is pretty low. We skip any, we skip kickers and we'll go to defense. Carolina's defense against Minnesota and Tennessee's defense against the, the Bills. Uh, I will take Carolina here because they're not going against Josh Allen. 
And I will also take Carolina. See, I didn't up. didn't pick myself for everything. There you go. Third, same. Are you gonna? Out of curiosity, are you gonna hold on to Tennessee? Like you can't be ballsy enough to start Tennessee against. Oh, absolutely not! No, no, no! no. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the same luck that Hunter does. I can't. I can't be doing shit like that. I assumed, but no, I no, no. Carolina... Wa- waivers don't clear until after we do this analysis. So there, there's always the opportunity for some change up. I think Carolina, and that's why I spent. I didn't mean to spend that much money, but that's why I spent money on it. Like I think I'm very high on Carolina's defense. They've added a lot. I mean, Stephon Gilmore is going to come in and be able to lock down anybody. And, you know, opportunistic defense. Hassan Reddick is a fucking sack animal. Um, so I, I think Carolina, I don't, I haven't looked at who's available on waivers if somebody's playing. Well, the Jets aren't a buy. So there goes the free 10 points for somebody this week. No, there, there aren't any, you know, clear matchups, I think, that one would want to pick with what's on waivers. But everyone make their own decisions. Don't go after my team. Let's pick the Hostitos Fiesta Bowl winner. Volani, you're up. Uh, I got Schneider. Schneider edging it out this week, this year, this year, this year. Am I in going all bowl. the way? In the Hostitos in the Hostitos Bowl. I love it. Uh, I mean, this year unless the you're, are you bowl, playing? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's once a year, so I that's think true. It's a it's a big game. It's a big game every year. Do we play each other twice? Do you? I don't know. Well, I assume well, it was once a year. I'll look at Wow Schneider. I'm picks. sticking with my once a year title. Uh, well, this the first one's the one that matters. Um, I am also going to pick myself in this one. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts is really going to struggle, and that's going to cause issues for Smith. I think you're going to see big a big day from Brown again, uh, and tight end to be named later is sure to disappoint. Uh, I won't disappoint because I know exactly what he's going to get. Oh, so oh, so if you are if your expectations that it's going to be <laughs> terrible, I know he's going to get one point two points. Even if I traded for Dawson Knox, he would get one point two points. Guaranteed. Um, I'm picking myself. I am picking. Uh, actually, probably right at projections for me. I'm picking one twelve to a one oh two. Oh, I'm in like week thirteen because I was trying to find the next game. I was like, why am I projected at fifty six points? If you want to uh, set your lineup that way, you know, you go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so the funny thing about Jalen Hurts struggling is Jalen Hurts struggling as a real QB is not the same thing as Jalen Hurts as a fantasy QB. He has been terrible two different times this year. Dallas, he scored 22 points. And Carolina, he scored 23 points. So, you know, I think he's got a safe floor of 20 points more than Kirk. Uh, that being said, I'm still I'm gonna pick you as well. Um, I don't think I have other than Cook. I don't have, and I guess Hollywood Brown, but I don't see it happening again. I don't think I have as many potential booms as you do. Um, I just have safer floors, um, so I, I think it's close. But you'll get like that extra, you know, one of Mike Evans or Sanders will get one or two touchdowns, and it'll put you over. And I, I agree. Close to projections here. I have not scored above 100 very often, so I'm going to keep myself below it and say like 98 to like 109. Okay. Well, the Hostitos Fiesta Fiesta Bowl is on. All righty. Clearly, I'm going down, so I'm not going to talk shit. Uh, Uh, So now time for our surprise segment that definitely nobody knew was coming. We never mentioned it. We'll do quick here. Uh, We'll try and keep it like three minutes. 
is pretenders versus contenders. We have three four and one teams, and oh, oh wow, one, two, three, four, 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 three, and three, two, four, three, and two teams, and three four and one teams. That's uh, pick one, pick one team that you game. think is a pretender, and pick one team that you think is a contender. Like, who do you think is going to be at the top all year, and who's at the top right now that you don't see staying around? Um, I think that uh, Cobra Kyler is probably my number one contender right now. Obviously, with a big boom from this trade, uh, he already had a strong team before that. I think he's going to ride that wave all the way to the end. He has been struggling compared to some of the other top teams with uh, unlucky matchups, and that doesn't happen all season. So I I think he's riding it up to the top. Conversely, my pretender... um, I, I guess it's Hunter. I guess it's Hunter. And I don't I don't know that I can pick on any one player right now. I just don't trust him as a manager <laughs> to deal with what happens when things go wrong. Hunter as the person is the pretender, not his team. Uh, right. Well, it seems it's only as good as its manager. That's true. So I, I don't trust that's, that his managerial a, skills will thing to say keep for him on top. Coming last twice. Uh, a team is only as good as their manager, but sometimes other things get in the way, like J.K. Oh, Dobbins. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Like J.K. Dobbins. Yes. Um, that's interesting that you say that because for my contender, I'm actually going to say that Hunter's team is for real. Oh, Josh, Josh Allen is high powered. He's the MVP of the league right now. It's either him or Justin Herbert. He's got two wide receivers who have very, I think, safe floors and could either one of them could blow up any given week in Claypool and Thielen. And then obviously Debo has been Debo has just been unreal so far. And I don't think he's gonna slow down. Antonio Gibson, I'm very high on. I think the Redskins, sorry, the football team are starting to figure it out with him. The last couple of weeks, they've realized he's a much better go-on back than JD McKissick is. So they'll get some more touches. They'll get him some more touches. Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey. Like I go down this his starting lineup, and like even Ch is hurt, but Cordero Patterson has been RB three this season, and he's thirty years old. Thirty years old breakout season is I've never seen before. So uh, I give it to Hunter. I think he's got some good depth pieces on his bench, so he doesn't really have to make too many moves. Um, and then obviously Buffalo defense has just been great, also. So for my pretender. I will give it to Chad, currently sitting at three and two for a similar reason that you gave Hunter Pretender. But the difference is I think Chad's team needs work now, whereas Hunter's team might need work in the future. You can't be starting Latavius Murray for the next couple of weeks while, while Montgomery's out. Like, I know you get Gronk back. You have three tight ends, and two of them are terrible. Like, you need to figure something out at tight end. Marvin Jones can't be starting. He's just got a lot of questions. And uh, I don't think Chad's going to address those questions the way he should. So, Chad, you're my pretender. We have um, mentioned, I can't even count how many times, that if you have three tight ends on your roster, you are destined to lose until you fix that situation. There is no winning team with three tight ends on their roster. Delani, what are your thoughts? Do you have a a pretender or contender here? So I had the same for you as far as... uh, 
pretenders go. I had Chad as well. It's just I just don't quite understand. I just don't see like a path forward with this team. Um, and then contender actually got I got Schenfeld. I think he has got a very strong team, um, really all around. And he's got Michael Thomas, which is just like you know, which is just would be like an added bonus if he comes back, you know, strong at the end of the season uh, for a couple of games. Um, so I I think that's a Schenfeld's got a pretty good team. Don't disagree. I think Schenfeld's in a good spot. It'd be interesting to see what he does to fill the Russell Wilson gap for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, yeah, there's not so much out there in the way of QB on the on the waiver wire. So potential trade, somebody, you know, might have to get a potential trade in there to, to cover himself so that he can sneak into the play. I think QB, like we've proven in this league, QB is insanely necessary. QBs and tight ends, mm-hmm. like for some reason in this league, tight ends and QBs decide it more than any other league I've ever seen. Very we weird. and we don't prioritize quarterbacks in the draft as much as we probably should. I mean, there's people like Mahomes that are creeping up sooner and Allen that are creeping up sooner. But I I agree. I think we're going to see a change in the way that people are drafting in years to come and, and start prioritizing that more. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're holding. Are we? Oh, is that hold up late? Did I just see that hold up? No, that was from that was from a half hour ago. Yeah, and you just didn't channel. hold up. It didn't hold up. Sorry, it didn't hold up. You kept you going. When we held up, what happened when we held up? I don't no, know. I was pointing out the uh, the the match. Oh, 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 we we did hold up. Yeah, oh, we did hold up. No, we did we, hold, we, hold, hold up. We held up. We are. We held up. Okay. Wow. All right, wow. everybody. We could run podcasts professionally. Yeah, we could. We do. We get paid to do this. I get ad money in Trident layers. <laughs> I wish I got paid in Trident layers. Trident layers. All right. Thanks, Alani, for joining us. Uh, course, and good luck, everybody, in week six. Sounds good. He's out. Thanks for He's out. All right. Good evening. It's been an off week. I got an interview tomorrow, and right? I'm a little stressed. That Are was you your interview? signature sign-off, man. I know. Do you want to go out. into consulting, Carnegie? Let me know. Uh, I would love to go into consulting. We'll talk. We'll talk. But. This process is bad. Yes. <laughs> this episode was bad. <laughs> End it. Why aren't you Why, ending it? Why are we still going, dude? Why are we still going? Did he walk away? Did he Milani, get distracted? left. You got to say it. He did say it. I said it. I said it like three he, times. He Peace did not out. say it. Say it again. Peace out.
if I'm right, he's gone. I hit him across the night, the day he deserved Maybe treat me like a pawn, you know it's a You better watch how you're talking, or where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in shock. Oh, 